astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Hello and welcome back to the Mom and Me podcast. I am your host, Kate Wind, and I am joined by my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Today we have a fun topic planned. It's actually a little game that we're going to play. It's called, What Would You Say If You Saw? So we both have come with some prompts of what we've seen in people's homes while yes. we're doing feng shui consultations. And we're going to prompt the other person out. What would you say if you saw this? And then of, It's a cute game. Yeah, and, and then we'll follow up with our actual story about, okay. yes, we did see that, and this is what we told the client based on yes. what we saw in their home. And it's so. nice to get confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll start the game if you okay. don't mind. Okay, go ahead. So I'm, this is something that I've seen in the house. So I'm going to say, what would you say if you saw a series of pictures depicting the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ um, in the wealth corner of the home? Ooh, wow. Wow. Well, let me think about that a second. You know, religious art in the financial section, yep. deeply held beliefs, I would say, a very deeply held beliefs. Um you know, uh, we all respect religion. We respect all the lovely stories that have been told with all the, the, the meaning behind them. But I'd get a little nervous seeing that crucifixion picture in the financial area. Yeah, so this is something I've talked to clients about is that it's I don't so much have a picture with G, a pit, I don't have any issue, I should say, with a picture of Jesus in the home. Right. But it's when we are honoring him at the worst state, the lowest, the lowest state of his life. So I always give the example, like if your grandmother passed away, right, you would probably put a picture of your grandmother up of when she was happy, like a good time. You wouldn't necessarily hang a picture of your grandmother in the casket. No, right? like, no, no, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, well, yeah. I know, but I'm yeah. just saying like, yeah. that then that sounds pretty crazy when we say it like right. that. And so, yeah, in this home that I went into, it was a very large picture um, of Jesus and the crown was, you know, buried deep into his, his skin and the blood was running down his face in, um, in the wealth area. And so I just asked him if he was having some issues financially, that was kind of what sparked the consult and he says i i have there's been some major issues when it has come to money and so i asked him when did you hang this picture and i had pointed out mm -hmm. this picture right. of jesus and you know i could see him thinking for a few right. minutes right. maybe a few seconds and then he couldn't believe it how did you know that it was right around the time that he hung that picture that he started having some major um, financial issues and so when we think about the story of jesus like he died for us yeah right so there right. was a, a martyr he took a hit there right for everyone for everyone <laughs> and that is what is, was exactly that was playing out in this client's life is he was <sighs> taking a financial hit in order to keep his employees oh on staff gosh. and he was continuing to pay them mm -hmm. even though the increase of cash flow into the business had taken a large hit mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he so he was sacrificing himself on behalf of everyone else and isn't that amazing there was only so long he could do it before you know he was in a serious financial crisis so 
that. So what did you tell him? Well, I told him to remove the picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I told him he needed to take that down. Um, I think he actually had already taken it down before. So he could I, put it someplace else. Uh, no, I told him just to take it down. The crucifixion. The cruci- because it was a pretty gruesome, I'll yeah. say, um, yeah. picture. And so yeah. I just said, this is nothing to do with religion. If you want to hang out a picture of Jesus, by all means. Right. Um, it may be not, maybe the financial area wouldn't be necessarily where I would suggest hanging even a yes. beautiful depiction of him. Yes. But I did highly caution him to take that down and not put it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he just wanted to test my theory. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, I have one for you. Okay. Um, what would you say if you saw a collection of empty beer slash wine bottles sitting on dominating a wall in a teenager's bedroom? What? Okay. Okay. I go what into a lot s- of homes yeah. and they have, um, they display empty alcohol bottles, which I always... It's not art. I don't know why we are, you know, I say like the the home is like our largest vision board. Mm-hmm. And so when we are displaying alcohol as art, right. it just seems to be a lot of deception that comes into the picture, a lot of confusion. Are you attracting people like that? Are you acting deceptive in your life? And now to say that it was displayed in a teenager's bedroom. Oh my gosh. Did that kid have some issues with the law? Well, you know, the mother, I was with the mother, the teenager wasn't at home, and she readily, I mean, without any hesitation, admitted that he had an alcohol problem. And this was someone still in high school. Wow. And yet, you know, there was a disconnect there, wasn't there? Because the mom, readily, yes, he's got a problem with alcohol. I go, wait, what you put on your walls, Mm -hmm. and this was actually, it was beautiful. It was not just your typical... A crazy collection of alcohol. I mean, it was done well. Kind of color coded some of the bottles, different you okay. know shapes. I mean, there was some some effort had been put behind this, and uh, he was glorifying it. What you hang on your walls is what you're saying. Oh, give me more of that. Right. You're and asking one thing the I will say though, and just to be on the. I understand. I think why maybe people do that. You know, it's like there's such a good time with okay. this bottle. Yeah. Great evening. Yeah. We had last night. Yeah. And then they take that bottle and they, you know, put it on the counter. They glorify it, though. They glorify it. But yeah. it's, I don't know if it's the alcohol they're glorifying, but the wild fun they had, you know. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. But anyhow, that was the story there. It was, uh, um, it was kind of a sad story. Of course, I told the mother I really needed to take it down. And I, I to be honest, I'm not sure that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, she saw it. She could, I could rationalize it with her. Not a good thing, but... Uh, you know well the other thing about alcohol just to kind of play on that is the idea is when we drink alcohol usually we have a hard time deciding between like what's right and what's wrong so yes. when oh, we're yeah. drinking we might do something and it doesn't have to be like illegal or anything but we might right. do something that we typically wouldn't do wouldn't do if we weren't reason. drinking so yes. whether that's yelling at the bar at someone or yeah. you know engaging strangers in conversation and so having um that display of alcohol might even blurred the lines with the mom about what was right and what wasn't oh yes yeah because i mean you're saying he's not even 21 and he has a, a drinking problem and she's allowing this in the home she's allowing it there were a lot of other issues and problems going on and uh, just to just because such an interesting twist to that story just one other thing mm-hmm. uh the the boy did uh chin-ups okay he had a pull-ups bar or... pull-ups i guess you'd call them pull-ups chin-ups uh, so he had a bar in the uh doorway that he could do that. 
And then on that bar, he had a pair of handcuffs dangling off of that bar that he did his chin-ups or pull-ups off of. Hmm. Which, again, there was just enslavement, imprisonment. It was yeah. all this implication further. Now, I asked the mother, why was that? Why are those handcuffs there? She goes, I don't know. He got a pair of handcuffs. and okay. you know. So had he had any already stays in jail at that point? Well, Do we I, know? You know what? I, I didn't get this full story. I knew that it was a recognizable issue that okay. he had been picked up or brought home or, you know, that type of thing. But again, I don't think it actually gone to jail i don't think okay. they do that with i don't know what they do with 16 year olds oh that's true but you know but there we go it was an interesting thing you just don't expect to walk into a teenager's room and see a massive liquor collection no no and that would have been a very literal translation thinking just because there's handcuffs that there might be jail time so i don't want anyone to think that just you know why i mentioned that but just with everything else going on I took it more that he was that he was really an addict he was really connected handcuffs you can't get out of i can't oh, I stop see. yeah Okay. So yeah. there was just looking at his room, there's handcuffs hanging in the entryway. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was a very sad story. Yeah. No, very sad. Very sad. Okay. What would you say if you saw an abstract print suggesting, you know, personal freedom mm-hmm. or expression hanging um, over the marital bed? You know, I think my attitude on that has changed a little bit, but. I know what I would have said most likely is I would have been concerned that let's say this piece of art wasn't, it was too wild mm-hmm. too was oftentimes modern is cold and it can pull people apart or let me do my own thing. It, sometimes because the bed's all about coming together, yep. you know, it's obviously very sexual. It's particularly the master bedroom. Yep. So I'd be inclined to say, you know, we need to soften that. We need to get rid of that because you may be not connecting with each other. Yep. That would be my yeah. initial thought. So when we talk about the Bhagwan feng shui, there is a relationship corner. Right. And sometimes the master bedroom falls into that area and sometimes it doesn't. But regardless right. of where the master bedroom is, right. I do kind of put a layer of relationship Mm-hmm. energy into that but in this home in particular the relationship or the master bedroom was in the relationship Ooh, corner okay. so it's kind song. of a double yeah yeah whammy so I, I did take this piece of artwork a little bit more serious um and had actually just you know had asked if there was any issues in the marriage in regards mm-hmm. to uh you know an, an affair or maybe not seeing eye to eye any longer and i think she was quite shocked that I was able to draw that con- conclusion just from one piece of art that they were having some merit, um, some marital issues in regards to someone stepping out in the relationship. Wow. Yeah. That's it. so great that the client could respond or re- re- see the connection potentially. Right. Well, I think she saw the look on my face when I saw the piece of artwork, you know, mm-hmm. and I always mm-hmm. ask, you know, even if something seems a little jarring or out of place, oh, tell me what this means to you. And especially when they have no connection to the piece of piece of artwork, I don't think this was the case. I don't remember this being the case in this one, but you know, sometimes people will say, Oh, that's my ex-husband's. Right. Oh, oh my, yeah. yeah, my mother, you know, she gave that to me. Right. And they have all this artwork in their home that they have no connection to, or they have, they used to have a connection to it that there should no longer be kind of ties there. You really hit the nail there when you said there's a disconnect. 
Yeah. You know, well, they like my my husband likes it. Oh, my yeah. my kids like it. So then it's like I'm not I'm not responsible. That's not a reflection of me. They like it. Right. You know, so sometimes we do kind of want to disconnect. We know we don't like something and we disconnect. It's just not appropriate. Maybe that piece of art on another wall would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just it was more startling because it was in the master bedroom. It was right above their heads where they sleep, which you know, our head is where a, our thoughts that's, that's are. That's a whole conversation in itself. We'll do, do a session on that okay. somewhere down the road. Just what's over the bed. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. So it was just a very sensitive. And it was because it was the corner of the home. It was anchoring the home as well. And that's why I thought we really need to talk about that. The artwork by itself probably wasn't horrible. It could have gone somewhere else and been fine. But just due to the placement of it, yeah. I thought I need to say something about this. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, okay, here's one back for you. So let's say um, you walked into someone's home and uh, there was a tree in the corner. You know, the old ficus benjamina. I don't know if you know that tree or not. But, okay. you know, it can oftentimes have offshoots that kind of go in different directions. But so much so that this plant was so huge that they, the client had accommodated the plant by bringing a chair over so okay. that the, 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 the tree could now grow and lay some of its uh, you know, weight okay. on the chair. So you couldn't sit in the chair. Okay. Now this happened to be, again, getting a little more specific. It was in the financial area of the living room, of the whole house, but it <sighs> happened to be the living room. And um, so this chair, so now she couldn't see, she was minus one chair okay. in the room. And she, what, you know, she was very proud. Yeah, of course. She was very proud. She made it she, work. Well, how that tree saved had the grown, tree. <laughs> and yeah. she'd come up with a solution to have the chair, the tree now draping across this chair, one one big shoot of it. Yeah. Right. Okay, so if I saw that in someone's home, I might assume that, <laughs> um, you know, they were leaning on someone else for their... Um, for their finances yeah um if they were hiring you maybe not so maybe that someone was heavily leaning on them for finances mm -hmm. um or even some sort of like false maybe false um security when it came to finances like that the chair could just be pulled out from underneath her ding 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 okay. ding ding okay okay <laughs> you covered it in three different ways right. <laughs> just gone through a divorce okay single mother now raising children still easing herself off of joint income okay becoming self-sufficient and of course in tremendously feeling the pressure oh yeah like, can i can i pull this off can i can i support because again we had a kind of a large house here a lot of overhead so to speak yep and there it was so yeah that was the it was it, it's all interesting it was this insecurity that she couldn't do it so of course i recommended that she that need to be repotted number one and trimmed back so that it, yeah. the tree could stand on its own in yep. that corner didn't need to drape or on the chair right yeah when we talk about like the home is the largest vision board that you'll ever create yes. right so what yeah. you're doing and putting in the home is basically what you're asking for in your life and so yeah she wanted to get to the point it sounded like where she was self-sufficient and yeah. didn't need to rely on anyone. Right. Um, maybe that's not what she initially wanted, but of course, then once you're by yourself, you realize, okay, I want to be able to do this on my own. And so right. we need to make sure that our surroundings mirror what oh, we want. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there was great pressure on her to, to, to pull this off, and she let pull the chair in the picture to help her, so to speak, you know. Okay, but, yeah. But in the end, and she did. She did follow through. She said it was a major task. Wow. Because she needed help because it was such a big tree such at this point. Tree. There. So, I, yeah, very good. I think we have time for one more. Do you have another one that you have a well, story? Well, you know, um, what would you say if you saw, if you went into a home, and let's just say after looking at the living room, the dining room, the bedrooms, the bathrooms, you would go back and say, hmm, I think I saw 75 to 100 <laughs> skunks, ceramic no. skunks varying from one inch maybe up to even a foot tall. Varying sizes, some of them sitting on the floor in the corner, some of them in the uh, curio cabinet, some on the kitchen counter. You get it. Anywhere you, room you went into, oh you gosh. saw skunks. What would you say if you saw 75 to 100 ceramic <laughs> skunks in a house? Wow. I don't have any, I actually don't have any experience with skunks. skunks. I've been in homes where they've had collection, large collections of pigs. Okay. And I've seen large collections of monkeys. Ooh, Nowhere oh, near. Wow, I'd like to talk about the monkey one. Yeah. But okay. Nowhere well. near, though. I mean, when I said a lot, I mean, I meant like 20 or 30. Not, yeah. I've never seen into the hundreds. Well, skunks, I mean, obviously we associate them with a bad smell. Bad smell. And, and they're, they are territorial, right? That's why they have that, that mm, scent. Yeah, that's right. That's good insight. Right? That yeah. you don't want to mess with them because they mm -hmm. might harm spray, you or they spray. might spray you. Yeah. or that they could be very territorial in that. And then I might even point out, I don't know, again, I don't know the story, but the idea, because they're black and white. Mm. So when we have that much black and white in in our lives, I don't know, maybe, again, this might seem counterintuitive because they have so much black and white that maybe their life wasn't black and white at all. Maybe there was a lot of confusion or a lot of... Oh, yeah, that's good. Well, when I said to the lady, um, you have a lot of skunks in your house... <laughs> You know, she said to me, she just turned to me, she kind of tilted her head, and she goes, yeah, my husband's a stinker. Okay. And I did. I thought, stinker? Okay, what is she referring to? You know, and um, then she did. She actually went into body odor. She actually went into a topic about body odor. That, okay. Yes. Okay. But I thought, oh, that can't be, you know. And so I just let her talk another minute. She goes, and he has 17 lawsuits currently against him gets himself into a lot of bad situations so yeah. he's a little stinker okay. so it started as a thing of affection when she met him okay the, collecting the skunks yeah you're a stinker and then she shows up with his little skunk oh. for your desk okay. then she admitted that his office was loaded with him at his place of work he's self-employed needless to say okay right. i don't think anyone yeah. employs a skunk yeah for that long uh, anyhow very uh i thought your interesting comment about black and white yeah. Because he clearly was doing things that people felt ripped off after yeah. he dealt with him. Yeah. And uh, and yet he came across as very, I mean, actually, I met him. He was very smooth. I didn't see him as a hustler when I first okay. met him. Okay. But has that that duality. The duality the two of it as well. The black versus white. Well, and also like, when you come in contact with a skunk, you have to, like, literally detox. Yeah. Right? I mean, I... 
I guess this is just like from cartoons. Like I think it was like The Simpsons <laughs> or something. Or, but didn't you? Or Rugrats maybe? Rugrats. I'm taking it back. Where you had to like bathe in tomato soup or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> tomato soup. Yeah. Is that a real like, thing? No, but well, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you get sprayed, it's yeah. you know. That's what I'm saying. That after they encountered him, that yeah. they felt they needed to like. I think he hooked him into some financial things that I were ongoing it. and. Okay. Yeah, and wrestling to get out. Obviously, Obviously they had to recover after they recover. They had to recover after they were with them. Yeah. So anyhow, that was that was pretty amazing. That is that's a good one about you know excess of when someone's uh, has an excess of one theme in their house. So can I ask? Did was the client able then to see your correlation oh, about? Yeah, she laughed. She thought it was just, you know, she had a great sense of humor, okay. I might say. Obviously, okay. you put up with the stinker. Right. She had to. She just laughed, and she brought it up years later over and over again about, oh, remember when you saw all those <laughs> skunks and what a stinker he was? And yeah, so she said, said, did she get rid of him? <laughs> you know, so what, what she did was, interestingly, she made a beeline to his office. Okay. Rather than take him out of the home, she said, she told me, I'm getting in the car right now. I'm going to my husband's office. I'm going to pull all those. Because he was in the midst of so many lawsuits. Okay. She immediately saw him as needing to get to clean up his office. Okay. That was her first priority. So she then brought more skunks into the but home. I didn't, you know what? I didn't okay. ask her. Okay. What, yeah, she okay. brought them back into the house and put more of them in there. But it, anyhow, it was a dynamic she was living with. Wow. Somebody who was territorial. Very, he was very demanding that way about yeah. how things should look and the neatness and a little bit of a control freak in that regard. Okay. And yet, you know, stepped over a lot of people. Wow. Financially. Wow. So beware. Beware. Yeah. Any collection, like we said, any anything in the... can get extreme. Yeah. And they probably start off very innocent just in that, like in that case as well. Well, that's the problem. You know, when you say you like something and then everyone, oh, then that's what you get. Yeah. Every birthday, every holiday. It's true. <laughs> but anyhow. That was kind of that was a very funny story. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed um, this episode of What Would You Say If You Saw. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. And we look forward to talk, talking to you later this week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.